Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome along to episode 73 of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast and the very first recording of 2019. We've left a few weeks for you to save our uh, very best bits of 2018. Um, if you haven't seen that, I would go back and check that out as well as our Christmas special in which we presented uh, some of our t-shirts very proudly. Back here, I'm sure you've been wearing them about a lot, Andrew, correct? As always. Well, it's hung pristinely here <laughs> uh, on the hangar. Uh, but anyway, we are back recording on what is uh, the most depressing day of the year, statistically. <laughs> so that bodes well for this week's episode. And the day I woke up at uh, quarter past four to watch the Super Blood Moon Eclipse. Super, su- no, Super Wolf Blood Moon. There you go, I knew I'd forgotten a word there. <laughs> We're in tip-top condition. Uh, for me, the, su- the super wolf blood mooner, <laughs> we shall call myself. So I am one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me this week to run through some of our January transfer uh, gossip as well as some Scottish Cup action at the weekend. It is the man uh, in the know about Stennis Muir and how to get points off of him. <laughs> it is our uh, local, <laughs> local view scout, it is Andrew. Hello. And you will elaborate on that later. Have you enjoyed the January Footballing, window and things? Uh, it's went well from my side so far. Mm-hmm. And just generally in Scottish football terms, that actually looks pretty strong. So It's been interesting. Day. Focus uh, shifted on the championship in the, next, in the last couple of weeks. So anyway, uh, all that to come and let's get straight into things. So, uh, first up, I guess we'll kind of sift through some of the, the transfers. Uh, some of the news there. Uh, I think the the biggest one of the one that we haven't yet discussed because we've not been on is uh, probably the Jermaine Defoe transfer. Yeah. Uh, to Rangers, which is uh, excuse me, a very a very interesting one. Well, looking at their history with the players, I've got sort of your Senderosis, your Bruno Alves, they're big names mm-hmm. and they never worked out. I know they're defenders, it's different. That's but true. I mean, Jermaine Defoe kind of showed it every time he's came on for Bournemouth. Plus, Sunderland, he did a job, so I believe that if you give him a shot, he'll score. He's not one to mess about. No. Uh, that's absolutely sure. One for the future, you know, perhaps not. And this is a this is a very different move for him. Yeah. I think it's probably comparable to the MLS move he had a few years ago, perhaps. Yeah, but I feel like this is definitely a Gerard Link there. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because he wouldn't come play for Pedro, would he? Probably not. Uh, but it was, it was interesting. There was a... A video going up on a YouTube channel midweek called Tifo Football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do kind of animated bits and bobs about financials, and they went through, you know, Rangers financials <laughs> uh, in the past few years, and they were saying that kind of directors and things are, are out, you know, cap in hand to try and get more money from investors. Yeah, because there has been, you know, a very aggressive signing policy mm-hmm. in January. They've obviously got the sniff of the Celtic blood in the water. Yeah, um, which is you know completely merited. Yeah, but if if like because I saw on what was it? I saw on Twitter that a couple of the Rangers fans were calling for the similar format to the Sunderland um, documentary. But right. imagine the board trying to discuss that with a camera. <laughs> I don't think that's in anyone's best interest because no. we've we've dealt with on the Sofa Manager podcast the volatile community yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the old firm. Scratch back to the best of episodes uh, to hear a little bit more on that. Um, but, you know, it's interesting as well bringing Stephen Davis back to the club, which I, I, fans were kind of, you know, 50-50 on. I mean, it was exp- I kind of expected it. I think everyone expected it from the get-go. Mm. But is it a positive signing, maybe? 
Probably. I'm not going to say not. yes yet because Graham Dorns as well was meant to be something and he was a bit... He's, mm. he's very injured so, as well, yeah. to be fair to Graham. Um, it's, it's interesting to see what's going on. Obviously, you know, a little bit of time left in the window. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, I don't think Rangers are really going to get anyone else. don't think so. I don't think Celtic are either, to be honest. A few names banded about, not names I've been familiar with. Oliver Burke joining on loans, an interesting one. I mean, it was worrying that Brendan Rodgers said that he's still trying to find his best position. I mean, I mean, he's still young, fair enough, but not that young. Yeah, but he's the most. Is he still the most expensive Scotsman? Yes, ahead of Andy Robertson. Yeah. Yes, but that's not really not merited. Yeah. He was he was brilliant in spells, and I've always thought he's looked very good for the international team. Mm-hmm. I would actually argue that he's. He's probably a better player than James Forrest on his day. Um, the in current form, though. Yeah, the consistency is obviously not there. Uh, Forrest himself was linked with Liverpool. Uh, we speculated that on the uh, the Instagram page. If he was to go, though, yeah, what would you say the m- sort of... The sh- below 10 million. Below t- yeah, but below 10, like, is it not a bit of a mockery, though? No, because you know what what merit has she shown beyond you know Scottish players are bargains if they happen to do well. Yeah, you know how much would you really value Andy Robertson for example? You know twenty thirty. I'd say like, he's a left back, so that's obviously. A but no position. one would ever actually pay that money for him. Mm-hmm. Liverpool landed on their feet in that Andy Robertson was a fantastic player. Yeah, that was undervalued. Kind of. I mean, it was a gamble, went. but it did work out in the end. It did. He signed an extra kind of five year deal. Uh, I think the interesting thing was Forrest is he's obviously very settled at Celtic. Yep. He's never had another challenge to kind of go and try. And it, it has taken him the better part of a decade to solidify himself. Yeah, that's true. Um, in the Celtic team. And I think that, that's one of the interesting things about you know players in this window in particular is you know a lot of players are kind of putting the slippers back on, uh, going back to their sort of comfy sides you know, where it's worked for them in the past. Yeah, that's true. Who is the Ross McCormack's back as well? I interestingly his stats at Motherwell weren't that great. Yeah, but uh, his stats elsewhere were. Well, Leeds was one of his best. Probably his best haul. Uh, we have Tony Andrew back at Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Michael O'Halloran uh, going back to St Johnston. Greg Stewart going back to Aberdeen. Which that's fishy. Uh, I mean, I don't understand that, but at the same time, it's why does he go back to Aberdeen? He didn't perform well at all. Well, I think uh, I think it's just taking him a bit of time. To, you know, settle in in Scottish football. I know I saw a lot of kind of memes posted after the result against Stennis Muir in the Scottish Cup. Yeah. With him looking very sour faced, <laughs> you know, how are you feeling now? Uh, kind of thing. But I'll talk about it later why that's a very exciting prospect, actually. Um, but it seemed to me that when Birmingham recalled him, it was for the intention to sell him. Yeah. Uh, and I thought um, there's not a team would just buy him. Yeah, but have you got an option to buy? Well, he's out of contract, I think, in the summer or something oh, like right. that. So anyway, so. Which is it's, it's funny because, you know, why would you pay a wee loan fee instead of just, you know, sorting it here and now? But I feel like Aberdeen would have paid more of a loan fee than Kilmarnock. So I think they're just trying to oh, milk absolutely. the last bit of the money out. But that's that's in bad faith, you know, to a certain extent. Kilmarnock are not going to want to deal with Birmingham City again, which, you know, at the end of the day, it's not a big loss. I don't think they did a lot of trade with them anyway yeah. in terms of loaning players and things like that. But uh, I'm sure the, the Greenock Morton faithful will be familiar with the feelings <laughs> uh, Kilmarnock Football Club are probably feeling towards Aberdeen. I mean, I feel like, well, Steve Clark did come out in the papers and say he doesn't blame Stuart. 
He's very, he's been very magnanimous though. Um, you know, he kind of put his arm around Jordan Jones the other day. You know, saying, you know, if you boo Jordan Jones, you boo me. Um, which was a very rousing thing to do. I, you know, I, th- I felt like it was in like a sort of American but coach as, style. As soon as he goes through, well, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not been as outstanding as he was last season, this season. Mm-hmm. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do without him, though. Who, Jordan Jones? Yeah. Eh, a lot of young. Uh, you know, talented guys down there. I think. Yeah. Be, I think they'll be they'll be good for the future, especially under the the top management that seems to be perfectly safe. Yeah, he, he seems comfortable there though, so I don't uh, think. No, I don't think so. Other fans that seem uh, very displeased are the Partick Thistle fan base, uh, with I believe uh, Chris Erskine mm-hmm. uh, leaving the other day. Very much a, a talismanic striker for them, and a lot of fans. You know, not happy about that in any way, shape, or form. the The reaction on social media was uh, was very polarizing. I've I've seen bits and bobs, but to be fair, when they played, when when I saw him play for Livingston, the, mm-hmm. like no, sorry, not Livingston, Partick this season, he just he did seem like their best player. Mm-hmm. But the way that they are trying to play now, I don't really think he would fit in as much. Are they trying to play? <laughs> no, I, I think they're trying to play faster. But Chris Erskine's not a fast. He's not. He's not quick on the ball or off the ball. But someone who scored lots and lots of goals that's for true. them. Um and I think that was uh I think that's more a sign of things that are probably happening in the dressing room with Gary Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, who was, you know, lambasting, you know, the referee, I believe, against Falkirk uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes he did actually, yeah. Uh, Pundit John bringing that to my attention listening <laughs> to the radio down south. Um so yeah, he's he's very much under pressure there, but you know, two two sides in the championship that have very much gone for a, another scattergun approach uh, in the window. I mean, uh, it's, every time you get to the sort of a desperate point, both teams are putting pressures on each board, and that's when they basically you've got the start of the season, you've got expectations, but now it's reality. Hmm. So this is this is where you're going to run it. But as long as we don't do oh, the Paul so, Hartley so thing, an episode of Big Brother. So <laughs> this is reality. <laughs> Documentary on Falkirk Football Club and Partick Thistle. And oh the, the, no! Don't even trip to the seaside. Whoever loses the, <laughs> I I honestly initially in the window thought that Partick were making the stronger signings out of the two. I thought people like you know Joe Cardell. Gary Harkins were established championship players who have I've, proven themselves to be very good. But does Gary Harkins, every time you see him play, he just looks like he's not interested, though. But a good ball player. Yeah. Um, who very much needs to be the star man. But Falkirk went a similar route, you know, with people like Paul Dixon, mm-hmm. you know, who was quite established in the league. Um, they've, got the young, they've got the young boy from America who's kept Muirhead out of the team, which is a bit controversial. Is but, it? but he seemed quite. He said, "Well, wow. I mean, he's been the captain for the best part." I think of that's four by years. that's by default, if we're honest. Yeah, that's true. No. Um, they kept Rudden, which was a good bit of business. I know, you, really I know weird. you don't like him. No, I don't. I don't mind it. But the, there's been a few. Uh, there's actually like three loan signings that were really odd. Uh, so Rudden went back to Rangers, and he came back four hours before the game came back four hours before the game and then his famous you know interview incident on social media I'm just here to bleeping score goals which uh, you know kindly went out on yeah. a certain football club, club's broadcasting service they definitely meant like how could you not oh they would have they would have seen it but um, it, was, it was funny to be fair uh, but 
I think even the Rangers fans, uh, you know, took took something out of that, and are kind of interested in him for the future. But Ryan Hardy as well, I think, missed out on Livingston's trip, you know, out to Tenerife or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or even the Far East or the Middle East, I'm not sure. He got to go. Where, where was it? Rangers? No, they did not go with the Rangers. He might have done, but he didn't get to go on the trip with uh, Livingston. Livingston. Um, and then Max Lowe as well, going back to Derby and then back on loan to Aberdeen. Yeah, it's a bit straight. Like, do you not think, well, once they go back, they must have their mind made up. So you either keep them or you let them go to another team or. Maybe they're looking for other options when nothing comes yep. they end up back here I mean that's the that's the theme of the window so far is all these re-signing Scott Allen as well going back to Hibernian finally and all yeah. the rumours about his Ibrox tattoo which is it just looks like a generic sort of well he is a, he is a Rangers like, fan yeah but we've known that but like <laughs> it's just the fact that like, you could just see on Twitter everyone claiming it's Ibrox but as soon as you look at the tattoo it just looks like any sort of stadium I think Hibernian's the only real team that's worked out for him and it's actually weird because he's now 28 and you think all the way back to when he was uh, playing with what Dundee United yep. and touted as the next big thing it was the same thing with who was the boy that went to Rangers um, Templeton mm. he's now MK Dons I believe I think so because um, he, he did it all right is he not with Burton Albion no. Burton Albion yeah sorry yeah. I, who was I thinking of oh Nesbitt came uh, the boy that signed with Dundee United that's who's actually done very well since he's coming that's a, that is a top bit of business by Robbie Nielsen yeah uh, did Nielsen take him to MK Dons? Yes, but he was someone who was absolutely roasting, and again this is a point that uh, Pundit John will back me up on, uh, for Greenock Morton in the Championship yep. a few years ago from Celtic, and that was really one of only kind of two or three good spells he's had in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's won penalties for them, and Dundee United now very yes. much. His first, his first touch for Dundee United was a penalty or something. So. Pretty much uh, back on track, which is interesting. Ross County and Inverness Cali have been a bit more... A bit more static yeah. in comparison. And there, United seem to be kind of rolling backwards, if slowly but surely. Yeah, that's true. I mean, without, they're still without Shankland, aren't they? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, he will go at the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But what age is he now? 20? Maybe 22, 23, something yeah. like that. He'll still be in his, his, his early 20s. Uh, one player, though, we've been raving about, and we're not entirely sure why he's still there. Um, so I guess we'll move on to kind of Scottish Cup fixtures <laughs> uh, this weekend. Lots of exciting fixtures, actually, uh, and fantastic actually to have the highlights on immediately like the day of the the games. Yeah, I came home expecting <laughs> to see match of the day. No match of the day. It was, no. it, was it was it was a good watch though. It was a lot of high scoring games. Well, you you think a lot of these teams are rubbish, which I think we can week out they are. But yeah. you know, there's there's there was no highlights in there that I you know wouldn't have watched. I know the they do clip some of them quite yeah. short. Uh, but one of the main games was uh, Wraith Rovers against Dunfermline. Uh, yep. Big Fife derby. And Wraith Rovers came out triumphant winners uh, in this fixture to a, a blockbuster crowd, actually. It was. It was busy. Uh, which was really, really good. I think uh, I think there's another derby in the next round as well. Um, I think Ross County play in Burness or something is the draw. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is nice that they get these fixtures uh, in and around, you know. But I think one of the certainly the strongest attended games at the weekend. Yeah. And uh, highly rated young striker Lewis Vaughan running riot. Indeed, I say highly rated. He's only got six goals this season. But, but last um, last season he was a lot more prolific. He was a lot better. Someone it, we've spoke about in the podcast a lot. Yeah, I mean he's one of these players where every time you see him score, he's going to score two. Mm-hmm. Like that was his first hat trick of the weekend. 
But every time you see him score, it's kind of like, do you think he could step up? To the, he might, he might be a player that like any championship team could convince him to step up. But mm. he's just signed a new contract there as well. So yeah, no one seemed to uh, take the the risk there. No, uh, which is interesting. But Wraith Rovers uh, through in the cup, so they'd be very pleased. I've not really associated them with a cup team. They've always been fairly rubbish in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, but they've been like one of the highest scoring teams in Scotland recent times. They always have a broadcast for the cup. You like always see their stadium. Like on telly and stuff like that. It's, it's just the, the, what was it, the half-missing stand at that Which corner. does go round the corner. Yeah, it's, it's a bit strange, but I've, I've been there once, and it's not it's not, a, it's not a nice stadium, but it's not dreadful. What's it called again? Uh, it's not Starks it's Park, not, is it? I think maybe. I'm not going to. Not sure. I've seen it by the, the railway line as you're, as you're going through. But Dunfermline did shoot themselves in the foot, because the sending off was unnecessary. Yes. So... That was the start of it, and then that's when Vaughn sort of. I think the penalty just gave him mm. another team that are uh, you know really struggling at the moment. Uh, you know, under new management and Stevie Crawford, who mm. you know was very disappointed after the game, took a lot of the criticism kind of on the chin. Yeah, uh, but things you know won't be picking up in terms of happiness. They're back to league action. Uh, yeah, that's true. Year. I mean, they've got like new backroom staff as well. Is it Jackie McNamara that's back there? Is it? Is um, he, do you not have a miserable time at York City or something? I think it, I think he's technical director or something. A variety Ho- of roles. Hopefully, like, I mean, for the, how much I don't like them, Fairmont, I kind of like playing against them. So it's one of those you want to stay in the same league as them, but you want to beat them. Have you played against them before? Oh, very good. <laughs> Professional footballing career. Uh, the big upset, though, was their United uh, Auchinleck Talbot game. Yep. Uh, which I was kind of astounded was on telly because I was like, why? But. They seem to have definitely been leaning in because you know BT Sport and BBC are are so big in their cup upsets, yeah, in the FA Cup and things like that, and you know that's the angle. And it was actually a really interesting fixture with the commentary team. You know, were very up on mm-hmm. the you know Ayrshire Junior Super League and such like. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. it was, it was good to see sort of filled as as full as they could mm-hmm. because every time you go around, it's just nicer to see sort of stories like that. But they've always been sort of the junior team that should have taken the step up but they've never taken mm. it well you know the, the Scottish football is kind of moving away from the junior league set up now offering a lot of them are trying to go into the professional it's you know the, pyramid you've got the lowland you've got the league bef- below that's where all the junior teams have went the belowland league <laughs> that's a good name <laughs> nice to see you're taking it seriously I think that's a good name <laughs> well the lowland league was the Ferrari packaging lowland league at one point I'm still yet to attend a game uh, unfortunately I always keep meaning to go to an East Stirlingshire game but uh, I mean, you don't really no, want to, though, do you? Well, I'm not. No, I don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> Spend enough time at the, at the Falkirk Stadium uh, as it is. I think East Kilbride got punted out fairly comprehensively. 4-0? Uh, who were they playing? East Kilbride. They weren't Ross County, were they? It was a good team. I think it was Ross mm, No. So they, they very much couldn't be blamed for that. Um... Ian McCall, not too disappointed, though. I don't think you can actually upset him in interviews. He's just kind of happy-go-lucky kind of guy who just takes everything on the chin. Yeah, that's true. Uh, probably a bit unlucky in the game, kind of dominated the the stats, but, you know... But to be fair, the, the most sort of... Every time you saw Air sort of attack, there was never really a clear-cut chance for them. You never really saw... Not especially, no. But every time every time I did see Auchinleck on the ball, they would always go for the left-back. Right, and he every time he'd get it, he would be, he was able to beat one man, and he was just going straight for the cross. There was mm-hmm. no hesitation there. He knew what he was doing. He was doing one thing all day. Well, the uh, the goal that was the winner was you know a lost student. 
Uh, so you'll probably make more money doing that uh, than a lot of League 2 and League 1 footballers, <laughs> actually. Uh, interestingly enough. So, uh, no, well done to them. Other big shock was Aberdeen 1, Stennis Muir 1. Now, I must preface this by saying the whole week was built up, and I saw this article on the BBC website about the biggest cup upset and like Stennis Muir's best result ever yep. was beating Aberdeen, I think at Oakleview in the cup, you know, what, 93, 94, something mm-hmm. like that. I thought, see, as soon as you release one of these articles, like you, you put the seed, excuse me, into their head. You give Stennis Muir that bit of hope, yeah, and you sort of put that seed of doubt in the Aberdeen minds. And I think you know, psychologically, played a part. Uh, and I think one thing as well is the Premiership teams were obviously all of them returning from holiday and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They still had Dubai on the mind clearly. Yeah. Well, Stennis Muir, who are a rotten League One team. They are. Uh, there's no two ways about it. You know, we're on the ball, and it gave, I think, a lot more of these teams a chance um, against some of their bigger rivals. I mean, it was it was a game that Aberdeen did take seriously, though. You never, you never feel the second team. It's a full team. You full should team. have won by a significant margin, but yeah, no, the amount of chances that, I mean, naming them again, Stuart mm-hmm. missed. I think there was about three he should have scored. Yeah, maybe maybe this is not a great move. Uh, but I must say, as an Aberdeen fan, I am hugely excited because they're going to come. Uh, well, as an Aberdeen fan from the Central Belt, we're going to have a replay at Oakleview. Yaldi. Yeah, but. Uh, so a at, midweek away fixture I can easily make. Yes, but you'll uh, have to go on the Stennis Muir end. Because uh, Aberdeen are usually good for the. Not many people traveling. Come down. No, not to Oakleview. Maybe. Nah, nah. Let's, re- let's move it. Falkirk Stadium. Let's just oh, cram the place full, uh, which would never happen. Although they're both astroturf pitches. And that's well. To be fair, we did Falkirk did share. Did they did use Oakville View? They did when they were building year. the new stadium. I don't yeah. think that went. That but way. I, I don't think they'd use Falkirk Stadium just for that. Mm. Well, no, I don't think so. But as someone who has played regularly on the Stenismuir astroturf, that's true. Uh, you must be very familiar with the Stenismuir first team as well, Andrew. Correct. I mean, we're in the changing room, so they're not very good at darts. I'll tell you that. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's some angry losses that uh, you know some darts were thrown and <laughs> Bull's eyes were hopefully missed. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but if ever, I suppose if any of the Stenismuir players are ever out with an eye patch, you know what's gone wrong <laughs> I'm in the changing room there. But you know, in that replay. Is the Astro going to hamper Aberdeen? Do we think it's? I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it up there. It's genuine. It's, it's as good as Falkirk's. So it's much better than See, any. I've heard, I've heard bad things about the Falkirk one. Yeah, but like every time, every time I've played on the Astro, there's no sort of noticeable bumps or anything. There's no like because like you know how sometimes you go with places and there is. Yeah, it's on a hill. No, no, no. no but like good you know, news, Aberdeen is there's no gradient it's relatively flat which you, you would hope from an artificial surface you'll see sometimes in the corners there's wee dips like, right. so it's not it's not incredibly noticeable but there's sometimes you will fall over but like it is purely flat you'll fall over hi you make this sound like a wee you know pedestrianised training place for some cyclists no but there's some like there's, they have at Greenmouth Zetland Park if you know what I'm sometimes doing football, like obviously since it is a league one team they mm-hmm. need to obviously lay it to a certain standard but like you know if you just play in like astroturfs and cages mm-hmm. there's like because down the road there's like um if you go to the sort of corners but there is there's bits of like where it's uneven mm-hmm. which can really it it does throw you off a bit like you don't notice it until you run over it but like you know what i mean if you play on it i remember when i played school football there was a few grounds that literally were uphill and then downhill second half yeah which is fine but uh you know if you're a goalkeeper or something like that <laughs> kind of didn't they make a difference uh, neither nor 
Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on. I will try and get uh, tickets for that. If not in the Aberdeen end, the Steny end, though. Yeah. I mean, they might, do you think they might try and sort of fill it as much I as I don't they know. Can? It depends on the interest. The the Scottish Cup games were very much varied in the amount of people that turned up, you know. I yeah. noticed the Hearts game on Sunday, for example, Dead was very quiet. Full stadium. Uh, but it's kind of understandable because, you know, I made the point last year, you know, like the Rangers and the Celtic games that we kind of went to in the snow. But, you know, not season ticketed games. Yeah. You know, against Airdrie, which they did bring out the big disco lights for, which looked um, amazing. Yeah, but they brought the disco lights. But did you see the sort of fans, the Celtic fans trying to fight the Airdrie fans? Yeah. Outside, which I think is totally ridiculous because you don't even see something that major on old firm days sometimes. Which, so why are you going to go for Airdrie fans? Well, the, the rumour was they were provoked. Provoked by what? What what would they do? Well, they put um, I noticed something on social media. They had a Chelsea flag in their end and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> which people were kind of baffled and confused by. Yeah. Well, we've seen Airdrie play this season and their away support was actually all right. Their team was all right. Yeah. I thought they did okay, actually, against Celtic. They didn't, you know... Are they not at the top end of League One, though? So yeah. they'll be running a bit of confidence. I'm sure this is the second time in as, as many years that they've actually played them at Celtic Park. Yeah, I, I think they could have, uh, you know, there was a few penalties and stuff like that that maybe shouldn't have been given and yeah. you know, a goal or two they should have scored. I mean, Scott Sinclair's offside goal was controversial because he oh, never was got totally his, his hat-trick. Aye. Uh, think about that, it was on uh, Premier Sport, which I just, that had passed me by. I had no idea that any of the Scottish Cup football was on Premier Sport this year. No, because they bought it out from, was it Sky? Sky. And then the team is Ali McCoyst. Well, it's the BT folk, but except from things. Sutton, is Sutton, Sutton's not on. I don't, don't know. He must be on Sports Score, but nah, I don't know if that's a good thing for the competition because you know it is a fairly inaccessible channel to most of us. It's one of those that's good for the pubs in a sense because they can just pay for the licenses for that. But how many are actually going to pay for the licenses for Premier Sport? Interesting, because we we've kind of lent more that way with uh, like the Challenge Cup, yeah, um, and things. So that's one thing I said on the Instagram as well is that. The BBC perhaps regret going for the championship rights when they could have gone for the uh, the Ayrshire Junior Super Leagues, uh, which would have perhaps for honestly, see on like a Friday night or something, just you had a wee... Because I remember lads there choose to play junior football over, uh, you know, professional football. It's that. Well, some t- sometimes the junior teams actually pay more. I uh, know they're not uh, they're not kind of hamstrung in the same way as and if you're if your are. team's what 15 minutes away from you two leagues below and you're getting paid the same as a one hour one and a half hour journey where would uh, you play exactly well I wouldn't play I'm not good enough <laughs> try, try my best um, so I other results elsewhere you know Celtic obviously you know getting through 3-0 um, against Airdrie I'm trying to remember the other ones off the top of my head. There was a few upsets. People like uh, Motherwell got knocked out, I believe. Um, by St Johnston was it? Or was that the Ross County game? I think it was. I think that was the Ross County game. Yeah. yeah. I don't think those sort of teams would be too bothered. They would be very much focused on their, you know, Premiership yeah, safety not push. Uh, not that Motherwell. Yeah, that would be a particular problem for. Uh, but obviously the the Rangers game, which everyone was looking forward to, uh, yeah, postponed even though. You know, cars out on the pitch and everything to keep it warmed up, which, you know, everyone was criticising it, but... It was a good... At least they tried something. I've seen uh, Sterling Albion before just put out a drum on fire 
and then put it on like two wooden, you know, kind of pallets in between <laughs> to try and dry out like the gold mouth and stuff like yeah. that. So certainly more unorthodox mm-hmm. techniques have been used. Uh, but then Rangers went and had a friendly on Sunday. Helsinki. Uh, which was strange random, I thought. And I don't know how quickly that was organised or what the Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. But I feel like it was, well... It's a Morelos testimonial. Yeah, very good. <laughs> He's that much a legend. Don't think he's, don't think he's scored. Uh, interestingly enough, but we are uh, back to the standard uh, league action next week. Uh, I think Falkirk invite Queen of the South to the Falkirk Stadium. And Stephen Dobby's back. Stephen Dobby's back. But uh, it'll be every, interesting to see all the new signings. Every time Turn out. he goes to the Falkirk Stadium, he does one thing, one thing only, scores a hat-trick. Well, but he's never he's never played overly well. He's never caused the. Uh, I can uh, guarantee you, on Saturday he will score a hat trick. It's a new team, uh, though. And That's true. Interesting to see how fans hopefully will be kind of uh, revitalised uh, a little bit. You would have, you would have hoped. Uh, I mean, they did they... going for the first home victory this season. No, we've won at home. When? Not in the championship. Oh, no, I'm thinking of it, the Aloha game where we bottled it. Doesn't matter. Nope. Not matter. won a single home game this season. Nope. So, and it is, uh, yeah, January, February is, you know, pushing it yeah. uh, for the fan base. They have drastically sliced prices in the merchandise store. <laughs> Half price tops. <laughs> for those that are interested. Which, you know, I think, I think ironically for the worst season uh, we've ever had, it's probably the best <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> Uh, you know, much like I think it's the the Ferrari road car analogy that uh, when the Formula One team's doing really badly, the road cars are really good. When the road cars are rubbish, the the Formula One team does really well. Yeah. Uh, so you can't have one without the other. Although I did uh, when I ordered stuff in the store the other day, the slogan was "You never know what to expect." No, we did. <laughs> I was like, I've I've ordered goods. I would <laughs> I would like those goods. I was like, this is a bad slogan for your merchandising store, which was uh, was interesting. Now you try and reach out to the fans, and you'll get a Falkirk player to the door with it. Well, <laughs> oh, the worst. I was like, I don't I don't want to. When you recognise some of the new guys, either. No, the the the, the young boy they got from Ross County. No idea. Who oh, he Davis, Keeler, Dunn. Yeah, they did the they did the Robert Burns thing they always do with the foreign players. So they try and get the young lads to try and pronounce some Scottish words, and it was just I think I think it was the cringiest thing I've ever Mega seen. Cringe. Yeah, that's very Americanized. I think Keeler Dunn was like Player of the Year when Ross County won the Development League or something like that. Really? Actually, yeah. But yeah, again, it's never kind of really caught on uh, to any real success. No, um, unfortunately. But we'll see if he does anything well fingers crossed but well it has to be do you see them getting safety i'll honestly say i can see the seaside (laughs) oh i do like i think i think we'll finish ninth so i think we'll have to scrape through the playoffs and see where we end up who are we gonna finish we're gonna finish ahead of partick i think we'll no i think we'll finish ahead of alloa because they're overachieving right now undefeated in six no but undefeated in six you cannot say that's remotely a fluke that's what everyone's been saying six games did you see the morton game no. If you've not seen the Morton goal of Morton trying to clear it, oh three yeah, that was times, a sham. Okay, was a sham. so if they're winning games like that, their luck is going to run. Yeah, out. but they uh, they pushed St Mirren in the cup. Uh, I think yeah, they fell to a late St Mirren goal, which was disappointing. But St Mirren aren't great, are they? No, they're not. But again, Alloa don't care about the cup. It is all about if they get league survival, they have achieved something fantastic. Because if you compare, you know that is a part-time football team that have outdone full-timers. Yeah, which is. A travesty. It's a sham. 
the fact that like like i i can't get into, like in my profession right if a part-timer for example was doing better than me like i would be how would you continue why would you not just the scale back to part-time or something like that that's true some you know people are sponsored by you know pizza takeaways and things why not dual merge do a bit of training and then you know get them on the bike delivering pizzas as well i mean just that would, that would be an interesting marketing campaign but i think it's a bit far it would be i'm just saying you know <laughs> double rules get them because that's what the apprentices and things used to do they used to kind of clean the guttering in the stadium they used to clean the stands yeah that's true yeah i think well, they, they still do they kind of do they just throw away the water bottles and things at the end of the game so. i think they could they like get like sort of tasks so like one person has to clean the manager's room someone has to help tidy up the boots someone has to do so no it's uh it's very very interesting but uh, i will be interested to see uh Falker back at the Falkirk stadium next week yeah uh, stay tuned to our uh, instagram and things uh for some score stories hopefully i've kind of let them fall by the wayside recently but uh we've certainly heard a lot from john uh, who was at Charlton the other week, seeing Lyle Taylor being sent off, as well as the last-minute winner. Yeah, good times. And <laughs> flying high in League One, actually, so he could be seeing Lyle Taylor in the Championship. I feel like he's, he's one of these players, the way he'll get them up, but then he'll go back to League One team again. Good do. He might, might very well have uh, found his level at that. But, uh, speaking of those, you know, sort of English Championship, League One, League Two players, uh, speculation as to who we'd like to see back in the SPFL. The sort of dream... Transfers. Shall I start, Andrew, whilst you, your mind ticks away? And go. The other day, uh, over the Christmas period, actually, if you follow me on Instagram, I was watching Manchester United versus Reading, putting together some Instagrams, you know, just kind of casually on the background. Reading then made a substitution. And Omat Sonny Aluko, the hero to many fans of Scottish football, particularly Aberdeen and also Rangers fans, came on, and I was nearly in tears. Floods of joy <laughs> came over me as, like... If there was a cult hero of cult heroes, this is the guy. Yep. The guy who skinned Philip Lamb to score against Bayern Munich. The guy who skinned half the Celtic team to score in an old firm derby. And, you know, a guy that the Reading fans don't actually like very much. Because I posted that, you know, all these heart emojis and stuff like that, and you're like, you can take him. And I was like, I will have him. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I mean, it would be a better option than Greg Stewart. Yes, yes. Much, much better. Aberdeen, <laughs> are you are you listening? <laughs> We're better scouts than you are. Well, not scouts, but snakes. Anyway, <laughs> couldn't uh, steal a mic from Marks. No, so uh, do you know? What? I think a player like that would absolutely smash it in our league. Someone with a bit of skill coming towards the end of their career. So you know, it's, they don't need the pace in Scottish. W- without football. a doubt, he would. Yeah, uh, I was looking. I've got my. Over there, it's, my, it's out of shot. My signed picture of Darren Mackey as well. And, like, he was never a particularly good striker. No, but he was just rapid. <laughs> rapid. My absolute favourite striker. And, uh, I don't... I've not fallen for footballers in the same way now. I don't know if it's just with age. Um, I, I think such. it is with age. It's one of those things. But Aberdeen's never really had, like... Who's their fans' favourite right now? I mean, probably, you know, if whose name's getting printed on the back of shirts, it's probably the captain, Shinny, Shinny or something like that. You know, a lot of kids growing up now will like, look at Mackay Steven yeah. um, as a very exciting footballer. Um, you know, a few of the guys, Cosgrove as well would be, you mm-hmm. know, a he's fan's favourite. I don't think anyone would appreciate Stevie May. 
Uh, it's funny though, like they put up the other day for this uh, kind of throwback ten year challenge. Mm-hmm. The pictures of the folk in their youth academy. So it's like Scott McKenna who looks really young, and like Conor McLennan who looks really young, Is and that... then Andy Considine. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> who was in the first team? <laughs> you know, still. I was like, really? Is that uh, what you're kind of leading into? Uh, but I, I'm trying to think of a few of the guys that you know kind of left. Looks like Mackay Stephen could be uh, heading to New York City, which it would be daft not to do. Like that's an amazing opportunity. I know, but it, it's annoying at the same time because it's another sort of good player away from Scottish football. Nah, I, you know, you could replace him. I'm trying to think of the Aberdeen players that kind of left, kind of down the years. Niall McGinn used to be a very much a favourite. Yeah, but then he went to the. Was it the? Where did he go? Thai? No. Oh yeah, he went out to South Korea. South Korea, yeah. I remember as well when I was at university, I was being sat next to Scott Vernon in a restaurant who mm-hmm. at the time was a remarkable striker for Aberdeen and being completely starstruck yeah. and also when I used to Wait, jog was I not with you? I think I was with you no you weren't with me why were you at a Wait, romantic who, who, candle who at dinner it? with me in an Italian was it, restaurant? who was it we saw at the Globetrotters? the Globetrotters oh uh, Josh McGuinness Josh McGuinness that, that was, was pretty it. cool yeah. although we couldn't entirely work that out because he was supposed to be on international duty the day before but yeah. it was an awfully quick flight he was brilliant in FIFA like if if you were a League Two team, he was the go-to guy because he was pacey, he was strong, strong, and he could shoot, and he was good for enough sh- for the game. But he's doing fantastically for uh, well, he's doing quite well for Bolton exactly at the moment. So another true. player that went from Aberdeen actually to Kilmarnock. So yep. we're not all bad. <laughs> we're not all bad. We did, uh, you know, give you something. Um, I have not been starstruck by a footballer in quite a while. No. I think Eric Sviachenko when I was in Glasgow once because he had such a fantastic cardigan on. I think it was in, <laughs> it was in my work when I saw Stephen Kingsley. When but that was more like because when I was younger, mm. I mean, he was a hero. He was, well, it was it was one of the best players we had. That was one of the better football teams that we did have. And this was when he got called up to the Scotland squad. So I was kind of like, oh, that's the thing. There was a, on a podcast recently. I think you know, make him think he's Pelly, which is about kind of lower league guys kind of going through. They were interviewing Falkirk player David Weatherston. Mm-hmm who seemed to be very agreeable that he was only signed because he was cheap. <laughs> um, but, you know, spoke about all those players like Kingsley, Fulton, and how Sybold ran the show at like the Challenge Cup final yep. when he was 16 or 17. And you think, you look at what Fulton went on to do, you look at what Kingsley went on to do, you look at what Volks went on to do, and he was better than all of them. Yep. And, you know, barely gets a, a run out for Livingston these mm-hmm. days. It was the injury that really sort of hindered him, but... Well, his, his illness as well, I suppose. But, yeah. you know, what could have been? Anyway, that's enough time for you to ponder. Who would you sign up here? Who's your sort of uh, your left field cult hero? Well, I'd I'd obviously say Will Volk straight away. That's never going to happen. But I I know that. But he could go to like a sort of like Premiership esque. He's he's actually I was looking at it the other day. I think he's racked up more appearances for Rotherham now than he ever did for Falkirk. Yeah, no, he stayed within that first team. Yeah, so he's he's now more important to them. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think who else sort of Falkirk wise, <laughs> or just, oh. just 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 Premiership wise. Well, anybody that would that could go back. Yeah. Go back. You know, Craig Bryson. I've noticed with Derby the other day could be an interesting one to see back at Kelly to yeah, kind of round he, off his career. He's in the Derby team. Let's be. I can't be for much longer, surely. Well, yeah, but they're half their teams loaned from Chelsea, so I'm pretty sure he's pretty. Yeah, set. half half Rangers teams loaned from Liverpool. You know, they're all doing it. Yeah, that's true. Um, could Tony Gallagher loaned back to Absolutely Falkirk from not. Liverpool? Absolutely not. 
That was a weird one. He played dreadful in the couple of games that he played. I mean, I, I'm not. He, he probably wasn't ready. He did nothing but devalue himself. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. I mean, he still went to Liverpool in the end, so it's, it wasn't it wasn't all bad for him. Yeah, who knows how long that'll last? Yeah. No other thoughts. Mm, other, well, we can bring Russell that a bit of retirement. I'm pretty sure he'd still do a job. I'm surprised he's not kind of floated around Scottish football. Yeah, but like by by the end, it was it was a footballer that smoked. He didn't really train that hard. See, that's what we just... miss these days: is the footballers that were brilliant but just didn't apply themselves. Yeah. That's probably like a Harkins figure, because oh. the Championship or Division One at the time used to be full of people that didn't apply themselves but were brilliant. Yeah, that's true. Uh, whereas now, because like you've got Harkins who doesn't really try, but he's brilliant. Dobby, Dobby, I've sh- Shankland ish. Because he was never that fit. Well, yeah, but he's sort of came into it. Now. Well, to be fair, every time you see him score, it's just like a first-time shot or something like that. Yeah. He's never full-on dribbling. <laughs> so, Some other suggestions from my point of view. I think someone like Peter Pollock could do a job for someone if he came. He's not really in favour of uh, MK, MK Don. Neither is uh, Conor McGrandles, uh, interestingly enough. Yeah, but um, he was in, he was injury prone though, wasn't he? He was skinny wee lad. But he was he was a good player though. Mm. It could be worse. You could sign Andrew Davies. <laughs> anyway, I think that about uh, rounds us off for our first episodes of 2019. Did yes. I say 19 at the start? Uh, so thank you very much. For joining me, Andrew. No bother at all. And thank you very much, uh, listeners, for joining us from Paul. Anyway, uh, return in the next few weeks. We'll hopefully have some interesting content then. And if you have made it to the end, as usual, uh, give us a like and a wee comment to see what you've enjoyed, what you've not enjoyed, and who your uh, cult hero would be. I'm sure there's some uh, interesting, especially heart suggestions. I know Cole Stockton. A <laughs> <laughs> return on the cards would be very good. And uh, people like Roman Bednar and things must still be roaming about. and on that note we will end have a good evening a good afternoon and a good morning bye bye